the Zuckerberg election fraud that no one seems to want to talk about, the Biden economy is going down in flames, and Loudoun County School Board back in the news in one of the most disgusting stories that apparently no one wants to talk about either. All today, Eric's America. Hello and happy Friday. I hope your week has gone well. Um, I, you know, it's it's another week. We're marching into fall. It's gonna, it's gonna start cooling off. I think. I don't know. Kind of weird. Uh, maybe climate change. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think that was a story I missed uh, on Tuesday. Was the fact that the leaves aren't changing due to climate change. Not changing enough. I don't know. Um. It just all makes my head hurt, really. But anyway, I'm glad everybody's here. I'm glad everybody's been uh, checking out the show, listening, uh, apparently spreading the word because it is spreading, which is uh, phenomenal. Um, And uh, especially in this time when I'm seeing more and more people get strikes and get taken off of different platforms, uh, it is pretty terrifying. So I'm really, really glad that... uh, at least here it is growing. Of course, we're nowhere near the level of those. So I guess we kind of run under the radar. So that's okay. It's okay. We're doing pretty good. So kind of jump in here. Just uh, want to remind everybody to uh, subscribe, like, rate, and review. It is helping a lot, I can tell. So I really appreciate all everybody's doing. Uh, word of mouth, they say, is the best way to spread a podcast because uh, people telling other people that's what they're listening to and they check it out, which is amazing. And, uh, yeah, just uh, anywhere that they'll let you give it stars, five stars. That is the right number of stars. It makes a huge difference. And, as always, I want to say thanks to everybody who does that because it really does make a difference. going to jump in today with the biggest story that no one is talking about. It kind of went under the radar. I've I've seen a few things about it, but as in, like, big, uh, big news media, uh, this is just kind of uh, floated, uh, you know, under the surface, I guess. And there's probably a pretty good reason for it, because I know a lot of people uh, on the right are going to be terrified of telling this story. And people on the left are going to want it buried as deep as they can. In fact, if they could get uh, a backhoe out and start digging now, they would uh, do so to keep it buried. Now, uh, first of all, <clears throat> I want to put a disclaimer. Uh This, to me, feels fraudulent, but according to current, I'm going to make that very, very clear, according to current U.S. law, this is not illegal. Is it disgusting? Yes. Is it very disturbing? Yes. It is not necessarily illegal. Does it feel kind of fraudulent? Well, of course it does. And should it be illegal? I believe so. So anyway, we're going to get into this. Uh, So uh, I announced the first thing I announced today, the Zuckerberg uh, election interference and fraud. So Zuckerberg and his wife uh, reportedly donated $420 million between two nonprofits, supposedly nonpartisan nonprofits, which we all know are absolutely not the case. Of course not. Uh, those two nonprofits were the Center for Tech and Civic Life. Mm, sounds kind of ominous. 
and the other was the Center for Election Innovation and Research. Okay, so uh, they split it between those two. Uh, so those two entities got $420 million. Yes, that is almost half a billion dollars. Um, an astronomical amount of money that's just hard to even uh, hard to even fathom. And what did they do with this uh, massive amount of money? Well, what they did was, and this is just mind-blowing to me because a lot of this is... Um, for almost all Americans. I'm not even going to uh, try to spin it in one way or another. Probably 99.9% of Americans have no idea what any of this is or that it was legal or that it is legal. So it's it's really kind of really kind of crazy. So <clears throat> anyway, they hired election navigators. Interesting. Now, we go to their websites of these two nonprofits, the uh, Center for Technology and Civic Life and the Center for Election Innovation and Research, and they define what a vote navigator does. What is a vote navigator? You should know what it is. Well, they go uh, door to door to uh, help encourage voting, all right, uh, answer and ask questions, you know, to motivate the voter. Uh, they uh, assist in curing ballots. Uh, so if somebody kind of, you know, messed up or whatever, uh, you know, they can get that fixed. Uh, they also help um, fill out the ballots in case someone is maybe, uh, you know, impaired or disabled in some way. You know, they go to their house and find their mail-in ballot and, uh, you know, fill it out them uh they also act as witnesses on affidavits for uh signature matching saying yeah uh, that was the guy yeah i can i'm the witness that was the guy who signed this yeah this is his ballot uh they also uh collect these ballots uh and uh bring them in you know to uh, assist in being a vote navigator now it doesn't say that there's any money changing hands between uh the navigators and the uh, people for the votes or any donations or that uh and of course that would be uh technically illegal um if you're paying directly for votes now the reason this is a big deal and the reason that this is such a huge thing i mean obviously uh, from the obvious we'll continue with the story in a minute but the one thing that is illegal is called electioneering okay so what you can't do as a um as a candidate or anybody that works for a candidate in any way even nonprofits, none of that uh, they're not allowed to do electioneering. And what that is, is you go to the polling places, you stand out by the polling stations and where people are going to vote, and you uh, stand out there and hand things out or directly campaign and do all that sort of thing. Uh, especially with the handouts, you can't hand out food or give away little tchotchkes or anything all that is illegal it's called electioneering you're not allowed to do it it's off limits okay now where does that start well that where does that stop well that stops at the polling places okay now you can be miles away from the polling place and be handing out free hot dogs and t-shirts and whatever the hell else you want that's is legal um but of course it doesn't really help that much if you're miles away from the polling place right well, this is sort of the new modern electioneering, the new fraud model, okay? We outlawed the other electioneering because we felt that it was fraud. Uh, we don't want to do that because then again, it gets into the whole thing of 
who's got the most disposable income is going to influence the most amount of people right at the ballot box before they cast their ballot, right? Gotcha. So we said, no, that's illegal. So what's the new frontier for electioneering? Well, the new frontier for electioneering would be in people's homes, door to door, right? Because they want universal mail-in balloting. How much have we heard this? Universal mail-in balloting, allowing, uh, you know, partisans to go out and collect the ballots, you know, ballot harvesting, all that stuff. They want it. The left wants it really bad. Well, why? Well, because there is no law saying that you can't electioneer, basically, in someone's home or door to door doesn't say that's not illegal at all that's not out of bounds now some of these things if it crosses a certain line could be looked at as illegal but they're really 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 difficult if not impossible to prove how do you prove it when you allow things like mail-in voting you allow uh these election uh navigators to then be ballot harvesters if you allow them to then you know sign affidavits swearing to the signature match and to cure ballots well then really it's going to be really super hard to prove any type of fraud right because you have given these people just unparalleled power to go and collect whatever votes they want or you know show up in a bunch of really poor neighborhoods and suddenly poor neighborhoods that may may have before only had a very, very paltry voter turnout because the people were poor and th- and said, you know, none of these people at the top care about us. They don't give a shit about us. They're just leaving us down here to rot. They don't care. They don't. They're not going to help me out. I don't care about voting, which is the attitude of many of the poorest neighborhoods and poorest areas around the country. They don't vote. Why? Because they don't feel like their vote matters. They don't feel like anybody's listening to them. Nobody cares. So all of a sudden, this last election, some of these areas suddenly had astronomical voter participation. All of a sudden, these areas are like 80, 90%. Oh, my God. Every, almost everybody in this whole area voted. Well, how'd that happen? Well, how that happened was half a billion dollars from Mark Zuckerberg going to these vote navigators. Where were these vote navigators deployed, you may ask? Where were they working? What areas of the country were they in? What states were they in? Well, I'll give you the rundown. They were in uh, several states, and many of them uh, you may have heard of uh, that were, you know, maybe important. Let's see if you recognize any of these as important states that may have, you know, really affected the election. Are you ready for this list? It's very interesting. Let's start out the top with Arizona. Okay. And they were in Texas. They were in uh, Virginia, uh, North Carolina, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Huh. Eight states. It's really weird. It's really odd. That seems like the exact list of, hold on, let me think, um, contested election results. Why were those elections so contested? Why were they so strange? Well, because all of a sudden, you know, you had big leads and then suddenly all these uh, mail-in ballots come in. The whole thing switches. It flips a whole different direction. Uh, nobody knew what the hell was going on because it didn't seem uh, right at all. The numbers seemed weird because all of a sudden these precincts and these areas that were usually low ver- voter turnout, low voter participation, uh, all of a sudden had astronomical numbers of votes coming in. And weird part is, out of all the counties and all the states that these voter uh voting navigators worked in 
out of all the states and all the counties, all the areas they worked. Okay, now think about this number for a minute because this is going to blow your mind. Out of all of those, one county, one county that they were deployed in went for Trump. All other counties that they worked in in all of these states went for Biden and by astronomical margins. And why is that? Well, they're going to people's homes. They're going to poor people's homes. They're, you know, you have no idea what they're saying to them because there's nothing whatsoever restricting them. They're allowed to ballot harvest in many of these states. They're allowed to fill out ballots for people and say, well, that person was, uh, you know, they, they were illiterate. Now I just had to go over and had to read all the choices to them and fill it out for them, make sure everything was done right. You know, I just wanted to assist and help navigate their vote. You know, every voice needs to be heard. We've got to get every voice. So um, $420 million to essentially affect an election. Now, there are many, many, many laws regarding of how much you can give to a campaign, right? Campaign finance laws, very strict on how much you can give, how many times you can give that amount, what you can do, what is your bounds of what you're allowed to participate in. Now, Mark Zuckerberg is directly, directly responsible for the situation everybody's in right now. I just want everybody to know that right off. The situation we're in right now, we've got a feckless moron, you know, meandering around the White House and single-handedly doing more destruction to uh, our economy and to the United States than anyone else that I can think of, especially in this short amount of time. Mark Zuckerberg is directly responsible for that, directly. Not, oh, well, he assisted this that went to that. No, directly responsible. Not only did he give almost a half a billion dollars, which is just absolutely absurd. So if you want to know why people feel like, hey, you know, if you have enough money, you can buy an election. Well, yeah, if you have people who support you with enough money, apparently you can. Who the hell would ever expect? And, and again, when all this stuff went down, when they made laws like against the electioneering and stuff, they're talking about small, small price tags on stuff. Like, hey, we don't want you out there, you know, you know handing out a bunch of T-shirts or a bunch of keychains or giving away free hot dogs or something crazy like that. No one, no one sat down and said, you know what, we should really we should really go ahead and figure out because I'm pretty sure somebody's just going to come up with half a billion dollars to sway an election. Trust me, that was not on the radar when many of these laws were thought of. Okay, We're just going to, because that's not on the radar for most people, period. And it has never been on the radar for most people in history because people didn't have that kind of money to be able to affect that kind of uh, change and that kind of direct action. Okay. That's just not been a thing. So that's why a lot of these things go by the wayside. It takes a situation like this before someone wakes up and says, wait a second, what the hell is going on? This is insane. This can't happen. This shouldn't happen. So that's why, again, now you get all this pushback. What was the pushback? Georgia, Texas, Florida, all these places going, listen, we know what happened. We know we saw what went on. We saw that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg 
has all this influence and he's obviously willing to spend astronomical amounts of money to bend things the way he wants them or he thinks they should be. So we're not going to let one man and his bank account do all this. And we feel that that needs to be shored up. You know, we have no idea if any of these people truly knew what the hell they were doing when they voted or if they actually did, or, you know, there's so many problems, so much fraud goes on when you're talking about mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting and all that. And we've known this for a long time. It's a terrible idea because the flip side would be true as well. And let me make that clear right now. I'm not saying it's all one-sided when I say that it can be fraudulent. I'm not. I'm saying you leave open loopholes like this and you will get people on the other side that says, hey, really? We can raise half a billion dollars. Why don't we raise a half a billion dollars and we'll send an army of our people out there? And the other side says, well, we'll raise another, you know, 300 million and throw that many out there. And the other side goes, fine, we'll raise another 300 million. And then now you don't have anybody, actual people on the ground voting their conscience whatsoever, period. There's a reason for this. So before I get a, a full-on libertarian yelling at me, going, well, it's, it's the market, man. It's the market. Just let the market speak. Uh, that's fine when we're talking about business. We're talking about elections. And no, we shouldn't just keep out raising each other's money to when each election is bought for a trillion dollars uh, by a whole bunch of uh, paid-for people running around the streets picking up votes, okay? That's not where we should be, and I know you don't truly believe that. So I just want to squash that argument because I know I'll hear that. And then, of course, on the other side, I'll hear how it's racist because, well, there's so many minorities that can't uh, you know, read and write, and we should help them. So I know that's both arguments I'm going to get. I'm just going to stand in the middle and say, how about no? How about no? Let's not do that. Let's not have any of this. And that's what Texas and what Florida and what Georgia and many other places, like even here in Michigan, uh, they've, uh, the, the, you know, Senate and uh, House here in Michigan, uh, both are trying to pass these laws. And of course, the governor keeps vetoing them. Uh, because that's the problem. They don't want that. I mean, the last thing that any of these people want is the people to actually choose voting their conscience, voting how they feel. That is the last thing any of these people actually want, period. They do not want it to be left up to you to decide who is in government, period. That is their worst nightmare. That is how they got Donald Trump, and they do not want that to ever happen again. They thought they had a lid on this. And the problem is there's a twofold problem, and we'll talk about that in a minute because that's what ties into this. There's a twofold problem with that. For years and years, legacy media dominated things so well that they could pretty much decide who was going to get elected and who wasn't. Or at the very least, they could determine who the only choices you were going to have. And then once you got down to the final two choices, they knew that they could push enough one way or another to affect the election. And why was that? Because they had a full-on monopoly on everything that you were going to read, listen to, and watch. Okay? For the most part. There might have been some independent newspapers out there somewhere. I could have got it through. You might have had a few independent uh, radio stations here and there. But for the most part, they had a pretty good lock on it. 
What happened to that? Well, the internet changed all of that, and especially social media changed all of that. All of a sudden now, there can be all these voices that are unapproved by legacy media. They're unapproved by these large corporations. You mean you're letting just ordinary peons, these, these uh, you know, just nasty slobs that we look down upon every day that need to be out just building our roads and building our homes and serving us food. They don't need to be deciding what's going on. Now, all of a sudden, they have a way to speak. Well, we can't have this because then they're going to decide who actually runs the country. And that is the last thing any of these people want. So that is how we get here. And when you put your thumb on the scale to the tune of half a billion dollars, you are going so far overboard it is unbelievable did it work well obviously it did i mean you look at the the states and the counties and and what happened where these people were deployed and you say yeah that that's very effective now you're going to just go back the other direction or you do what all these states did and said hey listen we're not doing mail-in ballots we're not going to do it you're going to have an id and you're going to show up and you're going to cast a vote and we're going to do it you know the normal sane fucking way you know what normal sane fucking people do and say, okay, I want to know that you're who you say you are and that you live here. Good. Awesome. Here's a ballot. Go vote. Boom. Perfect. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. In fact, that's the way it works. I don't know. All over the globe. And no one seems to think anything weird about it, you know, in the entire world, except for now here. Well, of course, when you look at something and you say wow this makes absolutely no sense why would this be a problem why would anybody have a problem with things being just so normal and common sense and so universally accepted well you can usually look behind that and go well it's because it's cutting off their way of affecting it it's cutting off their direct guidance of it to have it turn out the way they want and then you figure it out oh i got you i got you so you're saying if there's one person, one vote, you have an ID, you show up in person and you make that happen. Uh, you're saying that Mark Zuckerberg can't then spend half a billion dollars to get all these people to run around and pick up people's, uh, you know, ballots from here, there, yonder and somewhere else and make a difference in the election. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. So why do you think suddenly that uh, all these election laws that, you know, 90 percent of the country says, yeah, that seems pretty reasonable. That's pretty normal yeah we just want people to be you know u.s citizens you know citizen of that state and they go to where they're supposed to and they vote no big deal um the only reason you have a problem with that is because the companies that you know want to affect the change are then that means it's taken away from them it's taken away and that is the problem so that's why you suddenly get here about a georgia voting bill it's uh, jim crow and then you get all the crazy crazy conspiracy shit on the left about it like they're planning on making everybody of darker colored skin drive 500 miles on one day they have a two-hour period to get there and they have to vote you know you get crazy shit like that i literally had somebody tell me that um they were uh it wasn't fair because Republicans were going to make uh, uh, minorities in Georgia drive hours and hours to find a polling spot to go vote. I mean, it's just insane. It's insane. I just looked at that person and I said, you don't actually believe that, right? Because if you believe that, then you're a crazy person. 
And I'm pretty sure you're not a crazy person. You know, because otherwise, we, we have to call somebody. There has to be like me, a medicine administered because it's just insane what you're saying. And it is insane. So that is the story. And you're not hearing about it. Nobody's, I mean, there's a few small outlets talking about this. Very few. Very small. And this is huge. And why does that turn, how does that then tie into the media situation and what's going on in Congress now? Uh, let's go back to the whistleblower. What's the whistleblower all about from Facebook? Okay, let's, it's payback time. We've spent a half a billion dollars getting these people elected and getting them in power. It's time to get what they want. And people go, well, that's not possibly what they want. They don't want government uh, intrusion. They don't want government oversight. Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. They want it put in writing that they are able to silence you, period. So then that the government that they help put in place can put the rules that they want so they can switch everything for good, for Ever. That is the payback they want. They don't want to have to go through all this of, well, we gave them a chance and we had to do this and we had to jump through this hoop and that hoop and then we get called in front of Congress and we have to, you know, sit there and go, oh, it was a mistake. You know, well, we try to do the left and the right the same. No, that's not what they want. They want the legal stamp of the federal government behind them saying, hey, listen, ban anyone who doesn't agree with the orthodoxy that the government puts out. Anybody that says anything against, we want a rubber stamp to be able to silence them and silence them permanently, make them second-class citizens, push them to the back. We don't want free speech. That's what they want, and that is what this whistleblower is about, and that is the payback for half a billion in basically in voter contribution an election contribution in kind now you know say what you want but that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is and that's why they're pushing that's why they have this fake whistleblower coming out going oh my god it's, it's bad it's making fat people feel bad and we really need to change it yeah it has nothing to do with that save me the fake tears save me your feigned outrage over uh, you know, making teenage girls feel bad because that's not what any of it is fucking about. We know it. You know it. So let's drop the mask. What you want is the ability and the rubber stamp to ban anyone who doesn't agree with your crazy leftist nut tomfoolery nut job. Just absolute bullshit that you guys push 24-7. You want to ram down full control and you want it to be China. Because social media is is wholly and totally controlled, apparently, by the Chinese Communist Party, apparently. That's the kind of totalitarian rule they want. And they want to be able to silence and shut down anyone who doesn't follow their orthodoxy, period. And that's what all this is about. And that's why you give half a billion dollars and go out on the ground to change an election. So that's where we need to start. We got to start. These election reform bills are imperative to end this because once you do that, and that's maybe why now they're making such a big push to get some kind of uh, censorship legalized through the federal government. And that may be why that big push is on 
because as long as they could control everything on the ground the way they did in 2020 with this, you know, half a billion dollars and send out their little minions to go uh, fix the ballots and collect the ballots and do all that and uh, whatever else they were doing, we have no idea and we'll never know. Um, once you, uh, if that's still in place, then what's the matter? What's online? What's the matter? It doesn't matter what's on the platform. Yeah, you ban a few stories. You know, you hide the fact that Hunter Biden's banging four hookers while doing crack and stealing money uh, from an enemy of the United States. Yeah, you'll bury that story because who really cares? I mean, so what if he sold his dad to, uh, you know, Xi Jinping and uh, got a few million dollars on a crack hooker? Who cares? No big deal, right? It's America. So they will have to bury a few of those stories. But other than that, they'll leave things alone because, hey, we've got this system in place. You'll never be able to win another election. But once that leverage starts getting taken away and these states are going, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, we're not we're not going to do that. No, 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 no. You show up in person. You have your ID. One person, one vote. You do it here. Stick it in the box. We count it and we go on. Once you start doing that, then we have to get into, okay. You know, we need full and total, you know, authoritarian control over everyone's thoughts, speech, and everything else, which, you know, of course is all all a bunch of bullshit. And it's gotta stop. It's gotta stop. And speaking of stories that have been buried, uh, I've got two more of these uh buried stories. <clears throat> One is horrifying, disgusting. And is being spun and was used to spin this narrative that we talked about on Tuesday that uh, Merrick Garland is going to send the FBI out to, FBI out to uh, investigate and control these evil, evil, homegrown terrorists at these school board meetings. The ones that don't want uh, their kids taught, uh, you know, racism. Uh, they don't want uh, legalized racism. They don't want legalized segregation. And they really, 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 really would like uh, for the teachers not to push uh, pedophilia and uh, pornography on children. So, you know, I know they're unreasonable. I know that that is way too far to go. I mean, who has ever thought, man, if I could, you know, I don't know why my kids can't read porn. You know, I mean, I'm sure everybody's had that thought, right? Like, I don't know why my 14-year-old can't have books about porn. No idea. Can't imagine it causes any trouble. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, these people were considered outcasts. They're they're the domestic terrorists. We need need the FBI to come right in, investigate them, and and you know throw them in jail. Okay, so the one prime example that they used of this came from the Loudoun County, Loudoun County, Virginia. Loudoun County School Board meeting. Okay, now this this video was all around, and you had all the people online, or not online, but in the mainstream media showing this video, going how appalling this is, you know. And the whole premise behind it was, well, you know, they were having a school board meeting. I'm sure this guy's just fighting and resisting arrest over uh, probably because he didn't want a mask on his kid, or because of CRT that doesn't even exist. I mean, look what terrible insurrectionist because the video is a guy standing there and all of a sudden a cop grabs his arm he pulls away there's a scuffle and they you know force this guy to the ground and arrest him at a school board meeting and there is no context with it none whatsoever no story behind it they just use that image and that was the example they sent to Merrick Garland and said hey listen we've got this breaking out at school board meetings you know this is domestic terrorism we can't have this this has got to stop well this week the story 
came out behind that gentleman. And it is one of the most sick, disturbing spin jobs that I've seen yet. This one is nauseating. This one's infuriating. And at the end of the day, I will say this guy has much more restraint than I do. And I give him props for that because just resisting arrest would not have been what I would have been guilty of. So it's it's really, really insane. And we'll get into it here. So this gentleman, his daughter went to uh, school, Loudoun County School. Uh, and the meeting itself was about the transgender bathroom uh, policy that they wanted to implement. And there were, you know, parents there to speak on both sides. Okay. This gentleman showed up to speak about his opinion that he did not want this policy to go into place. And he had a very, 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 very valid reason for saying, you guys are stupid. Do not do this. Okay, only weeks earlier, his daughter, he was called to the school, was not informed of what was going on, was brought to the school to be informed that his daughter had been assaulted in a bathroom, shows up thinking, well, must have gotten a fight or there's some kind of scuffle in the bathroom, shows up to find out that she was sexually assaulted, she was raped in the bathroom by a quote bisexual boy who sometimes likes to wear a skirt okay so i guess the way it plays out the school did not initially want to involve police which was then insisted on by the father she was taken uh rape kit was done of course it was turned up uh you know of course it came back positive it's uh linked to this guy definitively proof done deal he committed the rape and it was proven so they go on to the school board meeting i gotta take a real quick break and i'll be right back and we'll finish this story rated the worst losing the most bags shrinking legroom during covid american requires passengers to show id to fly but attacks texas's popular voter id law why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs? Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians is getting political, attacking Georgia's popular voting law. Why? To distract from years of dismal sales, terrible 2020 results, reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor. In China, Coca-Cola products are poisoning America's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic. So the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms, but they got busted. James Quincy, Coca-Cola, stop poisoning our children. Serve your customers, <laughs> not woke politicians. Okay, and we're back. So um, he goes to the school board meeting with a very valid reason that you should not allow this to happen. Okay, now at this point, 
it has already been concluded that yes his daughter was raped yes they uh you know were able to uh get you know uh dna samples they linked it to this kid done deal signed sealed delivered this kid is now uh charged with this and uh, you know uh the legal proceedings are going to move forward he goes to the school board meeting where they're talking about doing the bathroom policy okay so he goes in prepared to say that no so he starts to speak saying no superintendent or uh, i guess uh, yes it would be the superintendent the guy leading the school board makes the claim that they are not aware that there has not been one instance of any sexual assaults anything happening in the bathroom regarding this issue he speaks up and says yes well i want to talk another woman I guess on the other side of the issue gets up in his face and says well i don't believe your daughter your daughter is a liar now put yourself in those shoes for just a second you're just dealing with your 17 year old daughter being raped in a bathroom you're trying to pick up the pieces of that and as a father i can tell you right now i never had a daughter i didn't i can only imagine that the restraint that it's going to take for me not to go take care of business myself is going to be, uh, you know, <laughs> an almost unimaginable task to keep me from ripping this, this kid into pieces. Okay, first of all. Second of all, to have someone get in my face and then tell me that I'm lying, my daughter's lying, and all that. I mean, the restraint this guy had was amazing not to just backhand this woman what happens was yes he has some uh very very uh, uh you know very uh colorful words to say to this woman um i'm sorry but she deserves every one of them and probably a backhand just being honest and so a cop steps up now they've already got the police there for whatever reason and they try to grab him because he's going off. I mean, this lady said his daughter's a liar. The superintendent's standing up there going, no, oh, it didn't happen. Nobody's ever been sexually assaulted. And he's assaulted and he's dealing with a daughter who has been raped. And not just, you know, not just raped. She was forcibly sodomized and oral and everything else. It was it was bad, bad, bad. Uh, one of the worst things I've heard in a long time. So he's dealing with that. So yeah, he gets a little out of control. So they throw him, tackle him to the ground. Because they're trying to get him to leave. And they grab his arm and he pulls back and resists. And then that's when they tackle him. And all the leftists get a cheer and hoot and holler and how they've won. And what are they uh, celebrating? They're celebrating rape. They're celebrating rape. So all the people that, you know, were all excited that the man got pushed down the floor and cheered for him. You're just, you know, you're okay. You're supporting the rape of young girls. And let's just start couching it that way. Let's put people in the boxes they, they belong in. You know, that's what they do. We'll play their game. You're over there cheering that this father of a raped daughter is now getting thrown to the floor and arrested because he came to speak up for the rights of women. Well, then you enjoy rape. You promote it. You are pro-rape. That's who you are. So just get your sign and say, hey, I like it when people get raped. Maybe you can start shutting up some of these people. So this was put sent to uh, get the FBI involved in school board meetings. 
This man was painted as a domestic terrorist. This video was shown all over mainstream media. They talked about how these crazy right-wingers wanted to fight everybody because of masks, and they wanted to fight everybody over, you know, uh, opening schools and CRT, this imaginary thing, and that's what it was spun as. All those people, all those people should go on and beg forgiveness for that. I mean, it's just... hard to believe isn't it it's hard to believe the man's daughter was raped he was sitting there he was trying to uh keep this from happening to anyone else why was that important well the story goes on if uh, that was pretty bad that's disgusting and it's horrible but that is not the end of the story so because the school wanted to sweep this under the rug the boy was uh then and i say a boy because they didn't uh, even say that he was transgendered. They said a bisexual boy who sometimes likes to wear a skirt. So whatever the hell that is, is what it is. Okay? Just let's see. That's just what it is. You do you, I guess. But uh, the rapey part, no. That's that's a hell no. Okay? That's a hell no. So anyway, to keep this under wraps, the boy is then uh, agreed to a plea agreement, apparently, and is supposed to enter his plea agreement and be sentenced on... October 6th, last week. Okay. Well, they didn't want to cause him too much trouble and keep him out of school, you know, because he's a little rapey. Uh, they just went ahead and transferred him to a different school and didn't let that school know that, <laughs> well, he's a little rapey. Maybe someone should keep an eye on him. Uh, so they didn't. So on, uh, I believe the story reads, October 5th, the day before he has to go in front of a judge and... Uh, you know, uh, enter his plea agreement about uh, the rape that he just committed. Again, he, on October 5th, at a different school that is unaware of what's going on, he then forces another girl into an empty classroom, locks her in there, and sexually assaults her. Wonderful. The kid's a little rapey, huh? But, you know, we don't want to discriminate against him because sometimes he likes to wear a skirt. That's where we're at. So because of their complicity, because of the media then not doing any due diligence to find out what this guy was talking about and say, hey, listen, wait a second. I don't know what if you guys agree with this or not, but this this guy here, his daughter was raped and he had a very valid point for saying something in this meeting. Maybe we should find out about it. Brought attention to the situation. No, they played it off as something else. The school board then decided to bury it. And therefore, another young girl was sexually assaulted. Good job. You guys are awesome. Uh, if you are playing for uh, Team Rapey, uh, I'm guessing you're winning. You are very good at playing your game. Very, very good. Um, over here in uh, normal, sane people land, uh, you just fucking suck. Um, so anyway, those are the two that are covered up. And the third story I have that's not being talked about is just, uh, it is kind of funny. It is a little bit on the nose, but it should be said. So I'm going to say it. It needs to be said. So uh, I hope everybody remembers yesterday. Okay. Where were you yesterday? What were you doing yesterday? It was a big day. Okay. It was a very important day. I'm not sure if you knew this. But yesterday was another day that democracy almost died. Okay. So we got to start keeping track. I know there's so many of them now. It's hard to keep track. But 1014. 1014 was a very devastating day. You see, because the climate activists okay they descended on 
Washington yesterday. And they were very, very unhappy. So after they were threatened and given multiple warnings to uh, stop uh, impeding uh, the sidewalk and stop, you know, all the stuff in front of the White House, they went not very far away and they stormed the Department of the Interior. Yes, that is a federal building, federal building. People were inside. People were important. People were inside that building, the Department of the Interior. They stormed it and occupied it. They fought with police and forced their way inside and occupied it. This evil insurrection happened yesterday on 1014. A day that should live in infamy as well, of course. Very sad, very sad. Um, although I looked it up and there is no one being held without bond in solitary confinement for this insurrection. And... Uh, or as I can tell, there hasn't been any uh, FBI uh, dragnets uh, started yet. And uh, I'm not sure if they're going to scour the country and kick in doors uh, to find out why these insurrectionists, these evil insurrectionists occupied space in a federal building. But they did that, and it is a day that we need to remember. 10-14. 10-14. And go down with 1-6. 10-14. And of course, 9-11. All synonymous. All very synonymous with ending democracy. Anyway, I had to throw that in because nobody's talking about it at all whatsoever for any reason. So um, it needs to be said, right? It's an insurrection. Insurrection. Can't have it. Can't have it. Boy, there's a lot to cover on this Friday. I have to say, there's just so much to go through. Just so much. So what happened this week? Well, some good things happened this week. Uh, Rogan. Uh, got a shot at Sanjay Gupta from CNN, the uh, medical guy, apparently. So, so-called medical guy at CNN. And Rogan's pissed, and he should be pissed. We went through all this. Of course, everybody there attacked him, said he was taking horse dewormer, all this shit. And for some reason, and I think it's just because some of these people, like Sanjay Gupta and like Fauci, they are so vain and they are so narcissistic that they cannot resist. And these are the kind that are good to find because they are so narcissistic and they are so into themselves that they cannot resist something that they think will somehow benefit them or put them in the center of the spotlight. doesn't matter if it's going to be detrimental to them. If they think they can glean just a little bit more, just a couple more seconds of that that, that uh, attention drug, that, that spotlight drug. If I can just get a couple more seconds, I don't care if it makes me look bad. I don't care. I just need it. I need it. That is Fauci, and that is uh, people like Gupta. There are several of them. So he decided to uh, go on Rogan's show, and Rogan was really pissed off at him and the rest of them, and uh, here's how some of that went. The effective medication for parasitic disease, and as you say, it's probably, you know, I think, what, a quarter billion people have taken it around the world? More, I get that. Way more. So way more. Can, Billions can, of people have taken it. Can, can I just come back to the one I want to talk about? I, two, no, no, two, no, no, two no, things no. I don't have to, to. You have before we get to that. Does it bother you that the news network you work for <laughs> nice. out and out lied? Well, just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer. They, they, they shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Why did they do that? I don't know. You didn't ask? I, I didn't know. think that was I your, did, you're the medical guy over there. I didn't ask. I should have asked. You're the they did it with such glee. Yeah, he said, oh, I should have asked before I came on this podcast. Why does that matter? 
Maybe you should ask in the first place, why are we saying crazy shit like Joe Rogan's taking, you know, horse paste? Um, you know, it's Nobel Prize winning for humans. The Nobel Prize winning drug, ivermectin, for humans to use for antiparasitic as well as um, the off-label use on fighting certain uh, viral infections, apparently. And this is not all crazy conspiracy. Oh, you know, it's going to kill the COVID thing. It's not. This is just public information that anyone can find. It won a Nobel Prize. Okay. It won a Nobel Prize. It is specifically written out. In, you can go online. Look up what it won a Nobel Prize for. It's all written out there. It's all public domain. It's all public knowledge. It's not like I'm making up crazy shit. Okay. Not doing that. So yeah, uh, he gets uh, he gets uh, Sanjay on the ropes there, but um, then uh, he starts to push him about what's the point of the second shot? What's the point of it? It's very interesting. I think that even with a breakthrough infection, untreated, you're probably more vulnerable than the average child who is not vaccinated who gets COVID. Uh, like people have died who are double vaccinated. In fact, there was a guy who just won an Emmy. Who's, uh, who's yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the odds of that happening to a healthy child are very, very low. Very low. But that guy is probably your age. How old are you? I'm 51. Yeah, he's about your age. Theoretically, you would be more vulnerable mm. than a young child would be. You vaccinated would be more vulnerable of a breakthrough infection than a young child would be, statistically speaking, right? Uh, but you're not worried about catching it. They're both rare. But you're not worried about catching it. You're not... Right, so he just said, both are rare. Both are rare. Okay. Right. So what are we doing? And this, and it's so funny because, you know, Rogan lays this out pretty, pretty simply. Now, this is a guy who's supposed to be a brilliant doctor, a brilliant doctor who is supposed to speak intelligently about all medical issues all the time on a world lead, you know, world trusted leader in news, CNN. This guy is their medical guy, and he is supposed to give you all this intelligent analysis on all this medical stuff around the world. He is given a simple simple very rudimentary question here and just listen he just he has no clue he acts like you're speaking uh you know some kind of gibberish to him or something that he doesn't understand it's very simple what the the thing what the quote is and he admits like well yeah they're both really rare of somebody you know getting seriously sick from a breakthrough infection and a young child getting sick a young healthy child both of those are rare and Rogan's saying, well, no, one of them is more rare than the other. And you know this. The numbers say it. We have the numbers. One of them is much more rare than the other. Just come out and say it. And he won't. And he acts like he's asking him some crazy mathematical equation to figure out how to get a rocket to shoot from here to Jupiter. Okay? It's so fucked up. Here you go. Worried about catching it because you've been vaccinated and you think it imparts a certain amount of protection. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying to you is I think that not worry is the same feeling that a lot of people have about their children. They're not worried about their healthy children catching it for the same reason you're not worried about catching it being vaccinated. That if treated correctly, they think that the child probably has a better chance even than you do because you're 51 years old. I, I think... Is that... I mean, they're they're both. That seems reasonable, right? Well, I think it's. I don't. I I, I know the story but about you, this fifty-three-year-old. You see what I'm saying? Like with your well, attitude, that you're not worried about catching it because 
you've been vaccinated and you're a healthy guy. I'm, that is the exact same feeling that people have about vaccinating their children. If they have healthy children mm -hmm. and they know that statistically speaking, there's so few children that have died from COVID. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. there, there, there are. It's like, I think 500 or so children. Out of have millions died and millions and millions of kids. That probably have been exposed. Yeah. And, and, mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, again, part of it is, is not defining this in terms of life and death. Um, I but think it's... Whoa. There it is. See, there's a goalpost moved already. That's what people couch it as, you dipshit. People couch it as life and death. Okay? No, we don't want our children to be sick and hurt. No one does. But we all take risk every day and say, okay, listen, kid's going to be fine. Falls down, you know, scrapes their knee. Do we want them to fall down and scrape their knee? No. Do we know that there are, and, and somebody's going to call me insane when I say this, but there are very, very useful reasons that young children fall down. Number one, they have to learn how to fall. And no, that is not something you make up. That is true. It's like riding a bike. People learn how to fall. You learn how to fall. You learn how to maximize your uh, ability uh, to minimize the damage to your body from falling. Because as humans, you're going to fall down at some point. If you have no idea how to brace yourself and how to, uh, you know, your body needs these natural things. You have to learn how to take a fall. Because otherwise, you just bust your face on everything. You know, every time you fall down, your arms and legs go out to the side and you just crush your, uh, you know, your grill right on the ground. You don't do that. You learn. And when do you learn? You learn as a toddler. You learn as a child. Okay. This is a whole thing. So we understand risk reward. Okay. And we understand that kids are not going to die from this and kids are not going to get that sick. So if they get exposed to it and have immunity, booyah everything's in better place and guess what later on down the road we may actually eradicate this thing through natural immunity of our children okay sanjay gupta wants no part of this he just has to keep oh, we're, not, we're not talking about life and death now we've got to talk about something else because life and death are really bad for this vaccine i'm pushing so anyway we're going on understand my point well are you suggesting i get boosted <laughs> i'm not, not say? saying that what i'm saying is your attitude about not being concerned because you have antibodies and you think you would get through it even if you had a breakthrough infection that is the exact same attitude that a lot of young people have where they don't want mm -hmm. to get a shot because they're worried about the consequences even though they're incredibly small consequences of the vaccine, of the vaccine. incredibly small but the vares report they do have deaths yeah actually thousands and thousands and thousands of deaths and uh yeah so uh, you know these people and it's the problem and that's why people like gupta i mean he's an idiot like you're gonna go on this show and you know that you're just gonna get reamed but you know it's the biggest podcast and you know there's more people listening to it than anybody will ever watch. And more people watching it and listening to it than are ever, ever, ever going to see you on CNN. And you just couldn't resist, could you? You just couldn't resist. You just needed that. You needed that so bad. And it blew up in your face because you look like an idiot. Because everybody can understand what Joe Rogan's saying. It's very obvious what he's saying. And the guy just don't want to answer because he knows if he answers it, he's getting a call that day. It says, hey, 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 Sanja, um, 
Yeah, well, over here at CNN, yeah, we really, and yeah, we found somebody else that's a little, you know, a little dimmer, a little bit better smile, and uh, he's going to lie his ass off for us. So uh, we're going to go ahead and go with him. So thanks, but no thanks. Hey, we're going to cancel that contract. And that's what he was afraid of. So, you know, um, he wasn't going to say anything. So he just winds up sounding like a stumbling, bumbling moron, which, you know, not far off, but uh, I thought it was good. It was good. Rogan got to... Uh, uh, hold his feet to the fire a little bit. Uh, so, oh boy, so much. I'm not going to get to everything today. There's just no way. But the next thing we're going to talk about today is the amazing, we got the supply chain shortage, which is affecting the economy and the economy is just, I don't know. It's on fire and not in the good way at all. People are starting to figure out, looks like the numbers are just going in the toilet for Biden and for the Democrats and for their stupid spending plan. And Pelosi, they were they asked Pelosi and Pelosi said, "No, it's your fault. You're not being good enough state-run TV. You're not doing your job. You're not selling everything for the Democrat party." And she was pissed about it. Here you go. He wants you to know. The news poll shows that only about 10% of Americans describe themselves as knowing a lot of specific things that are in the reconciliation package and that the majority don't know anything at all. So do you think you need to do a better job at messaging and going forward, how do you sell this if ultimately you have to... Well, I think you all could do a better job of selling it, to be very frank with you, because every time I come here, I go through the list. Family and medical leave, climate, uh, the, the issues that are in there. And, um, but it is true, it is hard to break through when you have such a comprehensive package. Oh, and we it's very hard, you know, when you have such a... Con here, here is Pelosi. Here's Nance. Nance trying to explain it, you know, and she does a really good job, okay? You know, I mean, the media could do a better job. They're just not being plain and clear enough about this plan and nance does a better job and here she is uh she said everything fits into three baskets i believe three is it three let's see what happens and the rest the uh, build back better is three baskets it's climate which okay. we spent some time talking about already three baskets health job security oh, that's three and moral responsibility <laughs> four Wait, that's five here Oh, six. Uh, is that the six issues baskets? that relate to the Affordable Care Act, Medicare, and Medicaid. Oh, seven, eight. I think I got family nine. care. I'm I ten? mentioned some of those issues I'm already. So we're putting so, ten uh, into the three. Do, is that what we're doing? Transformative. It will produce results. Yeah, and we would, are very grateful to our president for saying oh, yeah. I want to pass the bipartisan, bipartisan um, legislation um, on okay. infrastructure, but I will not confine my vision for the future to what is, mm -hmm. can be in that bill. Hence, we need the bill Hence. back better. Okay, so I'm sure it was real plain, right? You caught all that, the three into the ten, and we got three baskets, but we have ten baskets, and you put the three in the ten, and you kind I have no idea. All right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, 33 and a third percent plus 33 and a third percent plus. Yeah, that's why you get three baskets. Yeah, that's three third. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, no, I have no idea. They're, um, uh, none of it makes any sense because there's stupid shit in this bill. Of course there is. There's, you know, oh, we have climate, we have, we have jobs, we have free health care, we have free uh, daycare for everybody. Some free school in there, and that's infrastructure. And that. 
yeah, it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on, and on all the way down to giving a million dollars to study if quail uh, get frisky on cocaine. So very, very important that we know this. I mean, who hasn't sat at home at night going, man, you know what? I wish I knew. I wish I knew if you gave a quail some coke, if they would really be into sex. And everybody's wondered that. You know, I have. everybody has. They've just been at home at night trying to figure out their budget and figure out how they're going to pay that month's bills. There's been trying to figure it out, going, man, you know, if I work this extra time here and that, I can pay for this, I can do this. And then the next thought you have, right? The next thought in your head is like, man, do quail bang a lot more if we give them Coke? Huh, it's weird. Wish I knew that. wonder if we could spend a million dollars on that. I'm sure we can. Um, and now back to figuring out um, how we're going to have groceries next week. Yeah, that's what happens every day. I mean, it happens all the time, all the time. So I'm glad it's in there too. I mean, this is the kind of dumb shit that they are doing and that's why they don't want it taken away from them. That's why they're never going to let it go. But that's not the only problem. We have supply chain problems and now uh, good old butt gig, uh, you know, head of transportation, good old butt gig uh, from uh, Indiana. He has finally came back to work. See him and his husband. They adopted a couple kids and uh, they've been off. They've been off for uh, about a month and a half now on uh, paternity leave um i mean neither one of them birthed these children so i'm not sure what they were recovering from and pretty sure they have enough money and enough people around to have plenty of daycare so why did they get a month and a half off because it's a shit show but hey it's fine am i being prejudiced because he has a penis yes yes i am yep any other questions are we gonna anything else anybody wants to say am i being prejudiced against him because of that yes i am Okay. got it cool all right so uh he has no idea he has no idea here how to do his job uh there's big breakdowns in supply chain here he goes uh he's going to tell you how he's going to have it fixed for christmas as we're looking at these supply chain issues how bad are they going to get for americans and i'm talking specifically you know leading here into the december holidays where people are relying on getting goods on getting presents well, I think there's always been two kinds of Christmas shoppers. There's the ones who have all their list completed by Halloween, and then there's people like me who show up at the mall on Christmas Eve. If you're in that latter bucket, uh, obviously there's going to be more challenges. Oh, yeah. So, that's, I mean, it's going to be more challenges. Uh, I think you just said he's not going to be able to fix it. And, um, you know, maybe he's right. Uh, but you know what would have helped if you had your ass at work trying to figure it out, even though. Maybe he should have stayed home the whole time anyway because he has no idea what he's doing. He was never qualified for the job and has no idea how to do it. So he probably would have been better off just staying at home and um, probably would have been fine. Maybe he could practice lactating or something. I'm not really sure. Um, anyway, uh, the uh, supply chain thing is an issue. And it's an issue because the way prices have been cut a lot is the fact that they have the global supply chain and, and even the interstate supply chain and all that is time down to the minute. Okay. One of the ways to cut major costs was not to have big warehouses full of stuff. Okay. So one of the ways that a lot of these companies were able to, uh, increase employee wages and cut costs to afford that was by not having big warehouses full of shit. And how they do that is they time their supply chain down to the minute and say, listen, we're not going to stock a whole bunch of stuff in the back of these uh, stores. We're not going to stock a whole bunch of shit in warehouses around the country. That's not what we're going to do. 
Okay, that's that's Amazon's shtick. Okay, they have warehouses full of stuff and then they deliver it to people's houses. We have a storefront, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have our stuff brought in as needed in a supply chain. And yes, I understand this because the business I work in now, that's how we operate. We actually build component parts that are then taken to assemble other, other you know, things, I'll say. And so the way it works is we only produce those parts when there are orders. It's built to order. It is shipped out to the day and hour that it is needed, and it arrives just in time to assemble it and go on. This saves a lot of time, a lot of money, and allows employees to be paid better, allows more room for other things, and less uh, hassle, okay? The problem is when you start breaking down that situation with COVID and worker shortages and everything else, then you have a real problem. And there are not big warehouses just sitting around waiting for stuff to be stocked in. They're just not. And so now you have an infrastructure, you do have, or not an infrastructure, but a transportation problem that is not gonna be worked out anytime real soon. Now, will it be worked out? I believe it will be, not by Christmas, but maybe by the middle of next year, we'll be back to somewhat normal. And it is gonna work itself out. And yes, is it gonna cost some people a little bit of money? Yes, it will, but the market will work itself back out. Uh, all this crap that they're talking about now where they're going to just open the port and leave the port open 24 hours a day and ship all the stuff around, that doesn't help because there is nowhere to store all of it. Now, if someone owns a whole bunch of warehouse space, be prepared. You are about to hit the jackpot like you have never, ever, ever dreamed of. Never, ever dreamed of the amount of money that you're going to be able to make just from storage space because companies don't have it anymore. They got rid of it. That was the way they cut costs and were able to make things cheaper and help pay people more. And now they're going to need warehouse space and they don't own it anymore. And you do. You are set. You are in good shape and you're going to make a buttload of money. So just uh, just to let you know where that's going. All right. I'm not going to be able to get to everything because I'm running out of time. A part of the wonderful Build Back Better plan, because everybody needs to build back better. It's the dumbest thing anybody's ever said. So dumb. Anyway, uh, part of that plan allocates a whole lot more money for the IRS. And we talked about this. They want to uh, be able to monitor anybody's bank account that has $600 or transactions of $600. And basically, everyone in America, let's just be honest, everyone in America, even children who uh, mow grass and save up their money and they get $600 in their account, well, boom, now the federal government's going to investigate little Johnny. Is Johnny paying his taxes? What's he been doing to get that $600? All that lawn mowing, is that an LLC? Uh, do you have any what's your overhead uh come on johnny let's find out oh no we're only after the super red so what janet yellen said here is uh treasury secretary uh hitler yellen uh said americans they're just terrible tax cheats and we gotta hunt them all down we have a tax gap that over the next decade is estimated at $7 trillion, namely a shortfall in the amount that IRS is collecting due to a failure of individuals to report the income that they've earned. But that's among billionaires. Is that among people who are transferring $600? No, it tends to be among high-income individuals whose income is opaque and the IRS doesn't receive information about it. There's a lot of tax fraud and cheating that's going on. Yeah. And she just said, no, it's not people have 600 bucks. So then why do you need to drag net that low? Because we want to know what you spend your money on. 
I mean, we want to know what you're doing with all of it. I mean, what are you doing with your wages? How much are you spending on what? Should you be doing that? It's unreal. And they wonder. They sit around and wonder why they are underwater and the country hates them and why, you know, Brandon is so popular that Let's Go Brandon is being chanted from everywhere. They sit and they wonder because these are horrible, horrible authoritarian thugs at every level. And that is just, I mean, it's unreal. Uh, Tuesday, we're going to go over a lot more with the uh, Biden uh, plans to fix the economy and stuff with all this. It's, it's just garbage. Uh, but the last thing I'm going to cover today was the uh, reason that we don't trust anything. Okay, We don't trust anything. And the reason we don't is because of so many things have happened that just erodes your trust in anything to do with the media whatsoever. We don't trust what we see and what we hear. And for good reason. Here is uh, uh, this uh, thing at Kamala. Uh, they're trying to rehab her image. So they put her out with some uh, kids uh, talking about space. And first of all, I'm going to play this clip. And you can just hear how awkward, how weird. I mean, these kids are, you know, 10, 12 years old, something like that. And you can hear just how weird and how awkward uh, she is with them. And that's the first thing you're going to notice. And then we'll talk about it. Here it goes. I just love the idea of exploring the unknown. And then there's other things that we just haven't figured out or discovered yet. To think about so much that's out there that we still have to learn. Like, I love that. I love that. And so I'm very excited about the Space Council. We're going to learn so much um, as we increasingly, I think, are curious and interested in the potential for the discoveries and the work we can do in space. So that's one of the things I'm most excited about. But the other, you guys are going to see. You're going to literally see the craters on the moon with your own eyes. With your own eyes. I'm telling you, it is going to be unbelievable. I'm not sure what she's talking about there. She's talking about literally, like, shooting these kids off to the moon or maybe they can just i don't know buy a fucking telescope and then see the craters on the moon you dumbass anyway anyway uh that was awkward and weird it made me feel a little awkward and weird and i wasn't there i just watched it and listened to it and it made me feel a little weird and you you suddenly if you watch this you're like why is she talking why is she talking that's just really awkward that's really bizarre these kids aren't three you doing you are a bizarre woman and then it comes out oh by the way that was all fake it was all fake uh that was a, a canadian uh film company uh hired those children as actors and that was a skit i mean uh no that was a very very important PA, P psa eric no that was a, a weird skit that should be used every night on late night tv as a comedy skit because that was a bunch of paid actors and that was the best that apparently our unfortunate vice president could come up with uh to uh, try to rehab her image i don't know they wonder why we don't believe anything that's because they are all lying and they're all full of shit anyway that's going to be all for me for Friday. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and enjoy it with the people you want to be around, the people you love. That is what's important. And forget about all these absolute morons, although you can't because you can't afford gas to go enjoy anything because, uh, well, their economy is a bunch of shit. But anyway, please try to enjoy it. Try to enjoy it with the ones you love. 
Uh, next, uh, on Tuesday, we are going to talk more about this uh, insane Biden economic uh, situation that is going to implode at some point, I'm afraid, unless things do major turnarounds. And uh, how uh, they're just coming out and telling you now that they just plan on, you know, crushing your rights. Who cares? You don't have rights. We have the guns. That's going to be all coming up on Tuesday, along with much more, I'm sure. Uh, like I always say, please remember to like, subscribe, rate, review. All that means so much. If you'd like to send a message, question, comment, any of those things, you can send them directly to me on the website, erics-america.com. Uh, on Facebook at Eric's America Pod. And if you want to send an old fashioned email, it's Eric's America Pod at gmail.com. All of it comes to me because there is no staff. It is just me here doing it. And I will enjoy my weekend. And I will be back on Tuesday with lots and lots more to enlighten. Uh, until then, remember it's no agenda, just America. <laughs> <laughs>